Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Almost live from the trenches of New York City, here are your middle aged warriors, Chris Samino and Rick Summers. Well, we're here again. Amazingly, I don't know how we do it week after week. But, you know, Chris, you deserve all the credit. Oh, because, yeah, sure. Because sure. technically you are you are our technophile. Yeah. Well, you're too kind, but it's the big we're the big four. Oh, I wish we were. The big That's 4-0. right. Yeah. yeah. This is show number 40 on Middle Age Warriors. Did I say eight? No. Middle Age Warriors. Those two. <laughs> He's Chris Amino. I'm Rick Summers. We're here in New York, and we're going to be joined in a little bit by uh guy who's uh, like our, our fourth wheel now. Yeah, he's a contributor to the show now. He's yeah. no longer just a guest. He's one of our contributors. So we'll check in with him in a few, and that is Scott Blakeman, a uh, very funny and insightful New York comedian and political pundit. Uh, we'll have to ask him about being a pundit. What, what is a pundit exactly? I don't know, but I got to tell you, I had to spell check it because I wasn't sure I even wrote that right. I don't know how it to sounds spell. like something that would have happened, like a, it's a football play of some kind. A pundit. You no, know, I think we're going to pundit. A punt, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, we've got a new president. Yes, we do. We've, we've made it, sort of, hopefully. I know. I, I was tempted not to break into looks like we made it from Barry Manilow because I thought that would probably mm. uh, frighten some people away. Um, but we made it. Well, you know, it's and it's baby steps now, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll start to heal. The tone, at least initially, seems promising, and uh, I think with that, we want to find out uh, what our guest is thinking about. And we will in a sec. I just wanted to mention that you and I had uh, the good fortune of watching the inauguration yesterday on network television together, and. It was just amazing to me to think about where we were a couple of weeks ago, looking at mm. looking at the the Capitol stairs and, right. and seeing all those ants crawling up, mm. you know, the the rock pile weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, a, it was so, a, it was a it was a sort of yesterday just felt like a big sigh of relief. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I just felt collectively everybody was doing that. And it's funny because every news show I watched last night from Nora O'Donnell on uh, CBS to Lester Holt on NBC. Were you watching all the liberal leftists? Is that what you were watching? <laughs> Everybody seemed to exude a huge sigh of relief. Everybody just looked a lot more relieved last night. Except for Sean Hannity. You didn't see him. <laughs> no, I didn't see him. Yeah. <laughs> but let's get to let's get to our guy, our friend, our buddy, uh, Scott Blakeman. Scott, how are you feeling about all of this? What's gone down over the last few weeks? Well, Chris and Rick, it's great to be here with you. I mean, I was with you shortly after the election, which was a week after the election. Oh, my goodness. It's really, to me, this has been like a four-year horror film. And (laughs) yesterday was the great final scene where the good guys win. And as you said, you know, two weeks before, you had terrorists taking over the Capitol. And two weeks later, uh, you know, it, it was a great scene. And it's, you know, there's a lot of work to do. But, you know, it's it's really we're not just in this Republican, conservative, liberal, Democrat, whatever it is. This was the last four years really was an anomaly, I hope, you know, and it really, mm-hmm. for anyone who loves democracy, this was not it. And we had a president who really, the bottom line is, wanted his vice president to overturn the election results and make him president. Yeah. And so 
can't minimize that. A man can't stress that enough, what was going on there. It's not like, I disagreed with him. I didn't like that tweet. No, this is a big deal. So hopefully we'll go back to at least normal, normal disagreeing about issues. With that, right. That's helpful. Let me ask you a question because I, I saw something on one of the magazine shows last night that your colleagues, uh, Jimmy Kimmel um, and the late night talk show hosts, uh, it was kind of bittersweet because now they've had material written for them for the past four years. Um, now what? Well, it's interesting because I know that the conventional wisdom is, wow, I remember when Trump was elected in 2016, I got an email from CNBC World saying, would you like to be on tomorrow and talk about not if, but why Donald Trump's election is great for comedy. And I was in a bad mood to begin with. I'd been up to 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> Normally, you guys know I'll say yes to anything. But uh, I said no, because I don't want it's not good for our country, the world, that a racist president has been elected. And I felt that way the last four years. It was uh, certainly I did the Trump material, but you know we don't become political comedians, so we get some crazy comedic president to give us material. You know we do it because we care about what's going on in the world. So to me, I think it's been hard for comedy because what they do was more crazy and unrealistic. <laughs> you know any comedy premise could be. Right. So now we just got to go back to work a little harder and, and coming up with good stuff, which I hopefully everybody still do. Well, I, I'm sure, you know, again, while I like the fact that uh, Joe Biden is in office at this point in time, there's going to be some material from from Joe, too. Uh, you know, yeah, he sometimes forgets where he is and things of that nature. And, you know, there will be Joeisms, I'm sure, but not with such uh, vitriol, not such a negative, you know, sense behind it. There'll be you know, faux pas, if you will, but uh, yeah, well, Trump... I think it'll be more. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say it'd be more akin to Chevy Chase and Gerald right. Ford, right. where it was fa always falling, and Gerald Ford loved it. So, you know, that's and again, a lot of political humor. People, it, it's not always about the president. In fact, it's usually not. Even at Bush, or you know, I'd have jokes about them. But there's so many other things that go on in the world all the time, uh, and with media and everything that it doesn't have to be about the president too. But there's always something to talk about. In terms of uh, honestly looking at it and knowing what's happened over the last four years in terms of this division that's been created, do you think that this administration can bridge the gap between left and right? I, I think that, you know, I, I've always been wrong. You know, I've called myself a punch. <laughs> I, I looked it up. I forgot what it means, actually. It's probably French for probably a guy who's only in a box on the screen. Um, but uh I thought in the beginning, oh, Biden's not even going to be the nominee. And so I've been wrong. And now I think he's exactly the right person for this moment. Mm -hmm. I really can't pick. I mean, there are many other great nominees, but he is the and he's lived a life of hardship and adversity. And mm -hmm. uh, he's going to go a long way. But the problem is it can't just be him. The only problem is right now uh, is we do, as you alluded to earlier, Chris, we do have this very, you know, the so-called uh, liberal media, conservative media, or then you have One American News or Newsmax, which isn't even media, it's just propaganda TV. And I was on Newsmax for several months when they were still a little bit more normal. Uh, right. That's unhealthy. I'd like to see us get away from pundits and get back to, I know it sounds old fashioned, you know, but news and yeah. just have a guy doing the news at 6.30 or woman. And, uh, and we don't need cable news to just have a parade of pundits all day. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, hopefully maybe that'll change in some way. 
It'll be interesting to see which White House staffer uh, is first in line to publish their memoir. Uh, I can't wait to read some of really the behind the scenes now that they don't fear the repercussions of of the Donald. Any yeah. thoughts? Well, and also, well, I would say just one thing. Yet last night, by the way, watching the first press brief, remember those? Yeah. They haven't oh, had yeah. one at all. And, and Trump maybe gave, I don't know, free news conferences the whole four years. Jen Psaki, who's very experienced, she was head of the White House communication under Obama and the State Department. It's just a relief, as you said, Chris, earlier, just to have experienced normal people in charge. Just that alone. I mean, it'd be like going to the doctor and going, you're a doctor. I'm not a doctor. No, I'm just some guy. All right, that's okay. Yeah, who needs those boring doctors? So right. just that alone, I think everyone, talking about dividing, I think everyone, left, right, whatever, should feel comforted that, okay, these people know what they're doing. And maybe you won't agree with every policy, but they, you know they know what they're doing. And in terms of people in the old administration writing books, I mean, I have a little, you know, the people like who quit in the last week, it's sort of like, what had, you know, what, what wasn't there enough about what he did the previous four years that was enough yeah, for really. you to leave? Like, yeah, that was like, oh, that's fine. He's just a racist and he, Charlottesville, all this, but this thing, oh, that's over the top. So right. I don't really give them too much credit for getting out a week before. And I really do think we need to hold people accountable. Uh, obviously Trump and also the Ted Cruz's, the Josh Hawley's. This isn't just, uh, you know, an opinion about an issue. These were people who were really trying to overturn the will of the people. And that can't just go by and go, oh, let's move on and heal. I think we do have to address it and get the work done at the same time. Yeah, well, you know, when a term like fake news can become something that means truth, that, that just, just that alone, you could see how that's going to create confusion, divisiveness. And in terms of, you know, with Biden, the feeling that I got, at least for the first 24 hours here, this is like, Two families that were really going mm -hmm. at it and fighting, and suddenly Grandpa walked in the room and said, "All right, that's enough, guys. Calm the shit down. Yeah. We've had it. This is how this is going to yeah. go." Um, so, in yeah, that, exactly. I hope that's that feeling trickles down to. Let me ask you this, because my I cannot believe that the seventy million plus people who voted for Trump voted for the man. I think there's a, a decent chunk of them that voted just against the democratic ideology and the democratic or liberal or left approach to where people feel like, no, that's not the America I want. That's not where I want us to go. And that's fine. That's the freedom we have to vote. But I cannot swallow comfortably, quite honestly, that 70 million plus people voted for Donald Trump and would vote for him again because of the man he is and the leader he was. I just, it's, it, that blows my mind. Well, it was it really was uh, obviously with COVID a complete failure. And that was an opportunity uh, for him to have, you know, perhaps done better in the election and he handled that better. But also just what happened at the end, the fact that he never conceded, you know, growing up in Brooklyn, there was a word for what he is. Sore loser. We'd say it in Brooklyn. Sore yeah. loser. Sore you know? loser. <laughs> and, and, and he really is a horrible person. And I, and I, I like to take personality out of politics, but that's what he really is. And, and, and also the kind of guy who, uh, throws every friend under the bus. Even Mike Pence oh couldn't my have goodness. been more loyal. And all he did at the end was going, oh, listen, I can't overturn the results. And he literally put Mike Pence's life in danger. I mean, yeah. I feel sorry for Mike Pence that this guy 
is hated by everybody. Uh, uh, and I, I, you know, look, I, I and I'm why worry about him because the way he whipped up. I mean, they were out to get him. Those pe people yeah. in, in the Capitol. So, uh, you know, I, it's 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 really you can't emphasize enough just how dangerous it was. And and people have said this many times, but if we had a more next time, it is a more competent, charming, slick guy like Trump. Who knows what happened? And thankfully, we live in a country where you had brave people like the secretary said in Georgia and the governors, just principal people said, no, that's not, right. I can't do it. I mean, this is and next time around, we might not have that. It might. You know, we're not like some other countries where the judiciary is in the pocket of the leader. So it's uh, thankful for the strength of democracy right now. But it is fragile. And like, as you said, Chris, how could 74 million people vote for that guy knowing what he stood for. I mean, even if you're voting for a guy who may not represent your views completely, can you at least say, no, we got to get rid of this guy, uh, as right. some Republicans have said. You know, it turned out to be a really good week for the U-Haul uh, <laughs> trucker uh, business, yeah. rental business in Washington. It was it yeah. kind of warmed my heart a little bit to see them loading up their trucks. But I also think that somebody should have checked to make sure that they weren't pilfering stuff out of the White House. Well, that's, uh, I'm sure you'll see results. Even in past administration, you've heard things about staffers kind of, you know, messing things up and Too all that. But what I'm thinking, you know, as a New Yorker, who all of us, we've had different apartments, five hours. Could you imagine if I was moving to my new apartment and go, yeah, the guy just got out five hours ago. Have fun. <laughs> I mean, no paint, no paint job. Aren't you going to put a toilet seat in something? Right. So just that aspect alone is like, wow. Well, actually, Kamala Harris and her husband aren't moving into the vice presidential uh, residence right away because it does need repair. So thankfully, they have a nice home in D.C. already. So it's uh, interesting. You, you would think they'd be ordering a fumigation <clears throat> of sorts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just to get the, yeah. But, you know, you know what's interesting? Yes. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. What's interesting? Well, I was going to say it's, you know, we talk about the 74 million, the most troubling of the 74 million. And look, there are people who. You know, the very religious people, that's a big group. They go, whatever he's like. There are people who really believe, and I see it on Facebook, God sent Donald Trump, yeah. you know, and they believe that. And I just think that's really not fair to God because I don't <laughs> <laughs> here's the guy, here's the one I sent. Really? Uh, so but that's so true. The, yeah, but the, what's really satisfying, the best news I've seen in a while, the Proud Boys, the, the hate, the violent group, Apparently now they're pulling away from Trump. They they call him weak and that he was a failure. He claimed he was going to stay in power and he lied. Yeah. So in some weird ways, the extremists, some of them are pulling away from Trump. Like, oh, he's not one of us anymore. So, uh, you know, so that's interesting. But um, yeah, that's, so I mean, we'll the see. Whole, but again, it, yeah. no, but the whole thing with, with that, again, there are layers to that, you know, layers to the extremism. There's but the point you brought up, because it sort of hit home. Uh, some people that I'm friends with, if you will, uh, on Facebook, bringing religion, bringing Jesus into this. And, you know, this our savior gave us Donald Trump and please watch over him. And and I just I just don't understand how I mean, is he that Teflon that all of the things he said? I mean, you could go anywhere on YouTube and search the nasty, bitter, horrible things that he has said. It's not in text. You see him and hear him actually saying it. it's right there in front of your face. This is somebody that you're aligning with Jesus Christ or God or as our savior. I, I just where where does the where did the brain cells go there? I don't understand what happens. 
Well, and and I mean, I'm, I'm a nice Jewish guy from Brooklyn, but I certainly know that Donald Trump is the, what he stands for and has said is antithesis of what Jesus stood for. Yeah, you know, right. Jesus was welcome the stranger and, and all, all of that. So, you know, and when he held the Bible at that photo op in front of the, uh, oh my you know, physical church in D.C. after he tear gassed all the peaceful protesters, yeah. you know, and yet those people still, uh, I don't know. Well, then again, it's the same people who are the conspiracy theorist people or those kind of people. What drives them? You know, you have people who, for whatever reason in their life, they're missing something. And I don't know what propels them. I don't know whether you'll ever be able to reach those people uh, or not. But. It's yeah, it's totally inexplicable how they could feel away. And then they are they what they say is, well, he is the sinner, but we need the sinner to somehow God send him and you know, yeah. they'll come up. He may be rough around the edges, but that's how we identify with him. I'm like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. listening to Middle Age Warriors on the Believe Podcast Network, and that is the voice, the third voice of Scott Blakeman. He has three voices. Yeah. Wow. There's, there's oh, more. oh, I got confused. Sorry. Sorry. He's got he's got people living inside his head. Yes. Uh, which is the life of a comedian. And uh yes. Scott has been a re uh, regular guest of ours, actually our third, fourth wheel of the Middle Age Warriors, and he fits the demographic just perfectly. And um what's the over under on Melania? Pulling the the parachute and getting out of this mess. Uh, you know, that's another thing, you know, along the lines of, you know, what propels people to do what they do and put up with certain things. And uh, look, there are people, you know, men and women, I guess, who accept arrangements because it benefits them in some way. Uh, I don't know. I think, but by the way, she did seem happy. I mean, she seemed pretty happy <laughs> yeah. and smiling. Uh, at least black, she had a white. And uh, to get back to her life and and uh, I don't know, but I think most importantly, and uh, I think Donald Trump needs to be a pariah for the rest of his life. I mean, he can have his little circle. He, he should be at like county fairs or not even real <laughs> counties, but <laughs> tiny ones or wrestling matches. You know, that guy, I don't wish him ill in any uh, personal way, but just he should not be welcomed back into society after what he's done. And and. Uh, and uh, she, I feel like, you know, I wish her well, whatever she can, happiness she can find and hope her kid turns out okay. Oh, we've got an ad and a sponsor right now that I know my mom is going to love. It's all about making mom happy, right? Absolutely. Hey, think about it. You got some great photos on your phone, but what are you going to do with them? Well, if you don't have free prints yet, you got to get it. Free prints is a free app for iPhone and Android, and it lets you print all those photos for Free, mm. hence the name free print. I like it. You get 1,000 free 4x6 photo prints a year, and all you pay is a small shipping charge. You can even print photos at other sizes for next to nothing. All you've got to do is select the photos you want to print, choose the sizes, and you're done. Your premium quality prints will arrive on your doorstep in just days. Go for it. Yeah, free prints is one of the world's favorite apps. Download it now at freeprints.com and start enjoying real, professional, quality, free prints. No subscriptions, no commitments, just free prints. And again, that's go to freeprintsoneword.com to get the app and your thousand free prints. We got to do that. It's on. In in terms of you know healing and and bringing both sides gradually and hopefully together again as as one country as United States, do you think? These parting shots, this kind of dancing on their graves, you know, political graves, 
is a good idea? Or should we sort of, you know, should the left back off a little bit and go, look, you know, the people have spoken, let's move forward, but not taunt back, you know? I, I feel like well, we're I think I feel like we're taunting. And when you taunt somebody, that gives rise to their support again for, for you know the departing people. Oh yeah. And I think well, first of all, I would I would just look forward to a world where we don't mention his name, really. I think that would be nice. I mean, even you know, they had a, there was a figure, hate speech on Twitter went down 73% after they banned Trump. Not just him, <laughs> wow. other people. So uh, yeah, I, I think certainly, yeah, certainly not to keep talking about it. But one thing I do think, though, it was a great cartoon of The New Yorker last week, and it showed, I guess, some monster, some Zulu monster, uh, maybe King Kong, and, and, you know, the buildings are in flames and people are going, oh, let's just wait another week and he'll be gone, you know. So I do think there has to be consequences for his, his actions. I don't think this should be, should take over the what the government needs to do, but I, I do think he needs to be banned from seeking uh, office again, I, whether it's impeachment or censure or something. It just can't be. It was a big deal what happened. And and Mitch McConnell said that Donald Trump incited this mob. And, mm. and so we need to say people do this, we held accountable. But again, yeah, I agree, Chris, it shouldn't be, you know, MSNBC shouldn't be talking about Trump two years from now and, and or, right. or talking about personal life or this right. or that. We do need to handle what he did and then move on from there. But we do have to handle it, I think, in some way. I hear this. And the other thing I get in backlash is I've seen people on, on different social media. Well, now wait. Now the disaster begins. Now the world's coming to it because Biden's in office. It's like it's apocalyptic. Like I'm, what what is supposed to happen here that this administration is going to bring the world down now? You know, get ready for hell because that's what's coming the next four years. Six dollar gas prices. Right. Yeah, all this. Stuff. And I'm just where is this coming well, from? Who's generating that crap? Well, it's socialism, of course. I mean, because yes. when you look at Joe Biden, you think socialism. You know, uh, yeah. it's just, you know, it, it, that's Bernie. Leave with so the Bernie. Insane. Yeah. yeah, But there are networks, like as I said, that or links and whatever people look at where, you know, there are these people, they're weak in some way. I don't know what it is about their lives, what drives people to, to do this or to invade the Capitol, do all that. But there's all these sites where they go to that confirms these beliefs and it's said enough and they believe it. Uh, and that's troubling. And I don't know how you, what we do about that. Um, yeah. I think that's something we need to address. And it can't just be, you know, banning everything, but Right. Um, that's going to be an ongoing thing. How do you deal with those people? And how, look, because that's the main, if we could get to the point where we have a shared reality and we all agree on the facts, that would be, I think, an ideal state to be in. And then you go, yeah, what you just said, I don't agree with. I think a $15 minimum wage, it should really be $18. Right. Okay, that's a debate, but right. you can't say there's no such thing as a dollar bill. Right. You know, or something. <laughs> oh. George Soros has a thing and a chip and somebody's thing, you know, and that's just all crazy talk. So, Hopefully we could get more in that direction and get rid of that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with disagreeing. Just disagree on reality, on, on the facts that, that yeah. exist out there. Uh, you brought up, uh, what was this channel now? I just forgot. You you said you were oh, actually- One American News. What's the other one? Newsmax. Uh, one American News and Newsmax were the- I've got a couple Newsmax of- Newsmax was the one I was on. Well, that, um, they, I don't know where, I, I kind of tuned in uh, occasionally just for my own little, you know, inquisitive mind to see what's really going on on the other side. And I don't I didn't realize how far they they've actually pulled to the right with things. And there are a couple of people that I've worked with in my career, and I cannot believe what was coming out of their mouths. 
And I really, I'm not yeah. going to mention names because I don't want to get into that, but they sold their souls. I mean, they, they look like people that they sold their souls to the devil. I don't, what, what happened? Well, that's a big thing. And principle is a big thing. That's what look, Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz, uh, Chris Christie sold yeah. the soul to the devil and got nothing for it. At least Chris Christie is sort of redeemed himself by in, in right. certain ways. But no, I feel like, look, I was on Newsmax uh, from February to June every week. Uh, mostly in my bedroom, you know, <laughs> putting my jacket <laughs> and tie on. And the anchor I was on with uh, is a good guy and treated me well and fairly. And I feel it saddens me. I haven't watched, but and then they, at that time, you know, I'd have to battle. But at least it, it was pretty much they weren't sprouting, spouting things that obviously were not true. Oh, and nice. it saddens me that merely to get listeners, viewers, they would do that. And that's uh, and that's the same way these politicians just to appeal to this base of people. They will sell their souls and their principles just to say anything, just to appeal to them. So it's yeah. troubling. What does Alec Baldwin do now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think he was probably getting a little tired of it, maybe, too. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think, you know, in a weird way, I think everyone's going to be relieved, even the people who. You know, I know a guy, a great guy who's, who did one of the best Trump impressions, and I'm glad he, he'll always get mileage out of it. Those guys, look, I once did a thing back in 2012, right after Hurricane Sandy, with the Bill Clinton impersonator, who, if you've seen one, it was him. And then a, uh, a this great guy, John Domenico, does a great Trump, and this other young African-American guy who did Obama. And it was, you know, th- th- there'll always be a market for those people. By the way, we were, we were at a gas station at three in the morning at the, you know, the, and there were people actually thought they were really Clinton and Obama. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fun thing to see. Well, so, three o'clock in the morning, uh, people's, uh, they're a little distorted probably by whatever yeah, they're typing yeah. in at that point. Yeah, that makes sense. True, yeah. <laughs> so what do yeah. you think, what do you think in terms of with Trump gone now, what the, the view of the rest of the world might be and how will that impact us in terms of moving along uh, you know, internationally, there's a lot of oh, yeah. things that happened, you know, good and bad, perhaps. But uh, how do you think this is going to go now? Oh, well, I think the world is breathing a sigh of relief. And I'm saying, you know, we're all breathing better because uh, Trump took all the oxygen out of the room. <laughs> so now we've got more air. Lungs. But no, that was. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing he look, he really liked strong men. That was what his dream was. He always used to talk about my people. He loved Putin and and. Uh, you know, all these strong men and uh, he really alienated our, our democratic allies. So that's going to be a huge thing to get back into the world and be respected again. And um, so I think that's huge. It's just it's just really a relief. And look, I come from the progressive wing, the party. Uh, you know, if you go down the list, you know, there's certain things I'd like maybe Biden isn't for. But I mean, at this moment, though, we're just, you know, somebody who knows what he's doing is in charge and really represents American values. and. Um, and you have experienced people, and and so right. it's, it's very important. So yeah, I think it's going to be a huge thing with our role in the world, and just getting back into the World Health Organization, which right. you know, yeah. uh, that I'd love seeing that, you know, and and things like that. So I think that bodes well for things. You know what I wanted to ask you? We were talking about this before we went on the air. Um, because of the pandemic and because of life for the past twelve months. Uh, Scott, you used to perform regularly uh, live on stage at all kinds of places in New York City and around the country. What's it like for you to have not been on stage for a while, so to speak, with a live audience? Well, of course, I you know I miss it a lot. I did one 
uh, outdoor show back in July. It was a watch party for the vice presidential debate. And it was in a big park and there were about 25 people. They had masks. I kept my mask on. It was nice to have that contact. I've done a few of the Zoom shows, which again is different, but it's been fun. Doing my own podcast with Tom Saunders, getting through this every single day since April 1st, incredibly, has really been a great creative source. It's different, but we've been our own audience. Really. Can you plug that? Tell What's people that? where to find it. Oh, sure. Well, you can find it wherever you find podcasts. Getting through this with Tom and Scott. We're going to be doing our 300th show wow, next wow. Wednesday. And literally, every so week awesome. about with procrastinators. Yeah, 40 is <laughs> impressive, but 300. You know, uh, but, you know, I have a lot of free time. But it's I'm thankful <laughs> for that because it's really been a way to just be creative every day. And um, so it felt that, filled that need. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Definitely, it's been weird to say, like I'm doing the Zoom show on uh, Sunday. What's going on starting, um, well, this will be this Sunday. Um, it's gonna, they're breaking, trying to break the Guinness record for longest live stream show. It's starting oh. uh, on January 21st at uh, noon, going to uh, through Sunday. And I'm gonna be on Sunday evening uh and uh so that'll be fun but you know i'm a little nervous i mean here i've been doing comedy for a million years but it's you know it's it's sort of but you know it just comes to you and so it'll be fun but i am definitely looking forward to whenever that is getting back there and and um just looking forward to everything that we can't really do now um but i feel that uh hopefully but just doing this podcast has really been and being on with you guys is always such a a thrill and and uh so and now this is my fourth time so it's not a hat yeah. trick anymore hat trick plus one to, yeah <laughs> maybe a yarmulke there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh where can people find this uh uh zoom cast of uh, yeah well it's, it's on it's it's all audio getting through this with tom and scott oh the zoom cast yeah uh it's actually it's a good question i think it's on twitch tv uh which i'm only heard of so um but i'll be if people follow me on facebook uh twitter i'll be posting about it but it is on twitch tv and it is um uh charity live stream uh to break the uh guinness record so i guess maybe if you google that uh we'll find that and uh so i'm looking forward to that and look time is and actually i'll have to say you know as a middle i, I love being on middle-aged warriors because uh, i don't think i've ever said this publicly but uh, i actually I'm 65, and as and fr if if all goes well, tomorrow, Friday the 22nd, I will be getting my first COVID vaccine. Oh wow! Wow! So uh, I'm always congratulations. I, so many levels. Well, so that's uh, you know we've taken this long journey together. First time we did this show was a few months back, and so I'm thankful about that. And I just hope the rollout goes better so that people who need it need it more than I do are going to get mm. it uh, also. But sure. uh, you know. I just, I'm uh, entitled to it. So well, I. Good luck. Yeah, in. good luck with that. Let's shift gears a little bit. You know, here it is, middle of January, colder than a witch's, you know what, outside. But I want to talk baseball. And sure. how about our Mets, huh? Uh, let, <laughs> yeah. Let's do the good news well, first. I remember, yeah. I remember our first time I was on with you, we talked about the Mets kind of wistfully, like, yeah, <laughs> being right. a Mets fan. Well, with Lindor and all that, uh, yeah, I, I think they're really in great shape. And, um, yeah, it's to be very exciting. And I'm hopeful. I got a survey from the Mets, you know, asking about coming back to the ballpark. And I, I do think that maybe not opening day, but soon after uh, we're going to have people in back at City Field and maybe some kind of social distancing. But I'm really looking forward to that. 
especially weekday afternoon games. It's usually only about 14,000 anyway. So, right. uh, no, but I'm curious about that. When you say a survey, do you mean they're asking how you would feel comfortable going back or was it just a survey of yeah. would you go back? I uh, know it was all these questions and uh, would you buy, you know, would you want your concessions pre-wrapped? I mean, they really, it was a very thorough wow. thing. I have a lot of free time, so I, I, <laughs> I fill out a lot of surveys. And also, would you, would you show up if it's 42,000? Would you show up, how, uh, 31? Right. How likely would you show up if it's half? So, right. Interesting. Uh, at this point, um, I might not, yeah, be as comfortable with 42,000 people, but uh, you know, look, outdoors is a different situation, uh, and especially if more people vaccinated by then. But certainly, right. uh, as I say, when I go to these weekday games, you'd have more in the teens. So, uh, right. and if it was Miami Marlins game, it would literally be teens. Uh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I mean, in Miami. But, uh, but I'm excited about that, and that's going to be. This is going to be an amazing spring. I really do think that by April, March, uh, the numbers will really be coming down across yeah, the country. Yeah, hopefully. Right. So um, and, and getting to see sports again live, especially and the Brooklyn Cyclones, where yeah. I used to live in Coney, Coney Island. They, yeah. They're in a long season now starting this season. Gonna, I don't know what, uh, but they're starting in April, going through September. So they're going to be a full season minor oh, wow. league. Team. Wow. wow. And that's that's new. great to go uh, see minor league. Baseball. I should point out, you know, I, I believe there's a, a GM position now open, by the way. What, yeah. <laughs> what did you think of yeah, that well, with Jared Porter and his <laughs> uh, his naughty tweets and pictures or whatever he was doing yeah yeah well it's it's uh oh, i thought you were saying it is because i would be qualified for that oh that, <laughs> yeah. yeah well there's <laughs> that you know yeah. uh yeah uh no I, I i really wouldn't be but i would be qualified i wouldn't do that what he did right so in that sense you already cleared that hurdle see yeah yeah i would just I'd be very supportive but um i think they did the right thing i mean I, I think the guy you know I, I don't think the guy should never work again but i think in this climate i mean it's he was wrong, uh, even if it was four years ago. And there's plenty of other good people out there. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's like nobody's perfect. And, and Steve Cohen, I mean, has, you know, there's some right. issues in his past. Right. But, uh, you know, um, what do, what do you, yeah, I, I, I look forward you, to them getting some. Yeah, I mean, how do you, but how do you feel about that in terms of, you know, it's funny when social media first started, I remember, you know, being in television, they wanted us to, you know, oh, get on every platform possible, you know, tweet about your life and, and post pictures and people love that stuff. And then little by little, you know, the shit's hitting the fan and it's and it's coming back at them in a negative way. Do you think companies are going to start based on posi certain positions they have, uh, particularly public figures, are going to start saying, hey, you know what, shut down your social media. While you're with us, shut it down. You know, we don't want any yeah, junk or, in Or just, uh, really show some judgment i mean that's really yeah but that's thing. easier said and, than and, done right <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah and it doesn't go away you know it doesn't and athletes have fallen in this uh, alex has done a lot of good things social media but they've also so yeah use your judgment but i yeah i think shutting it down well, or maybe having it approved uh, a drunk also. a drunken penis has no judgment you do realize that and so that's why exactly. like that will happen you know but that's that's the danger of that i'm not saying that i'm not making it right in any shape or form it is wrong completely across the board but I'm curious. I wonder if there'll be different mandates coming down and restrictions. I think that one of the things that I find ironic and somewhat humorous is all these people that crashed the Capitol a couple of weeks ago and shot video and posted it on Facebook or YouTube or wherever. And now 
they've documented that they broke the law and the government is looking for them. It's like, yeah, thanks yeah. for making our job easier. Well, that's the upside of social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, they, they really did give evidence to impeach Donald Trump. They said, yes, Donald Trump told us to do this. And, and that's a sad thing. I've read many things. People really believe that uh, our president wants us to do this. And I don't, that doesn't absolve them from responsibility. Right. But for anybody saying that, no, he had nothing to do with it. He, he did. But what I'd say, would say one thing, though. We have to hold, if we're going to hold uh, a GM who tweets sex and all that accountable, which he should be. We should also hold the president of the United States accountable for inciting an insurrection. So uh, mm -hmm. that's why I do think we need to punish him and then move on. But, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, Jared Porter is just following in uh, Steve Phillips' uh, <laughs> steps from yeah. many years now, back. Now, that's going And that was pre-social media, I think. Yeah. 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 He had uh, he had a long resume. <clears throat> yeah, Just leave it at that. <laughs> but with that in mind, uh, again, Scott, thanks for stopping by. We always appreciate it. Good luck with the uh, trying to break the streaming comedy record, Guinness Book of yes, World Records. I'm glad I don't have to do it by myself. Yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm a 15 minute contribution to that. And really, this is the first time I'm with you guys on the new year, and it's uh, uh, have a happy, healthy, and fun new year to you and your listeners. And uh, looking forward to being back again soon. You as well. Good luck with the flu shot. Let us know. Uh, we want to know about side effects. Yeah. You know, because we're just puppies sure. compared to you, you know, so you, you go first. Yes, that's right. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll All keep right. you posted. Be well, we'll Scott. See you soon. Take care and you happy too. new year. Take care, pal. You too. Well, it's always great to have Scott come along. He's, he's kind of like become the third wheel on the show. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, his insight, his humor, uh, it's something we need, especially at this particular time. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's always uh, interesting to get his opinion on things from a comic and liberal standpoint. Yeah, and things are feeling a little bit lighter, I guess. Everybody kind of in that collective sigh of relief. Not everybody, uh, but at least a fair amount of us are compared to where we were a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, time. think so, about that. Yeah, so we, we've, come a, we've come a long way, but we need it to come much further to, or is it farther, uh, to improve <laughs> things the way they should be in this country. But anyway, with that said, um, do you have any you know, last thoughts, comments? No, we just want to encourage people to please uh, tell a friend so they can tell two friends. Or two, or three. About uh, Middle Age Warriors on the Believe Podcast Network. We really uh, are trying to build an audience and we need your help. And we're getting there, slowly but surely. But uh, again, we do need your help. And if you have any thoughts, comments, suggestions, uh, things you liked about the show, you don't like, things you'd like to hear on the show, or guests, you can reach us at, uh, again, in our Gmail account, middleagewarriors at gmail.com or middleagewarriors at yahoo.com. Also on various uh, Facebook, Instagram posts, you'll find uh, links to our podcast as well. But with that, everybody stay safe, stay well, stay warm here if you're in the Northeast, and uh, sunshine always. Cool. He's Chris Amino. I'm Rick Summers. Be good, feel good, and we'll catch you next time. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, preferably five stars, no begging. Uh, we're available also on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com, that's B-L-E-A-V.com, and at Believe Podcast.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.